Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. If you hear the pitter-patters of little devil children no they're fine (laughs) they're actually it's really funny so well first of all hey everybody hey (laughs) what's up i'm going into story mode already so if you hear a little pitter patters those are kids that live above me so the other day actually i heard my cat like yowling at the window she was like in the windowsill yowling and i'm on the phone with anna and you know just chatting like you would to your best friend. I'm probably like, oh, this fuck, fucking this, fucking that, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and then I'm like, why is my cat fucking meowing? What is her deal? And then I like go over to see, and because I'm in a guard unit, there's like the five year old girl is like in my window. Oh no! And she's like, I'm just saying hi to your cat. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, that's fine. And she was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> oh no. I'm like Oops. my best friend. Yeah, my best friend. Goes, oh, where is she? And I was like, oh, she lives in New York City. And she's like, oh, I want to go there someday. <laughs> like little kid, I got things to do. Right, right. And I, yeah, no, I basically was like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Um, that's okay. You can say hi to the cat. All right, bye. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I know. Usually, usually the parents if they see them, like, get away from the window. <laughs> but leave her alone. Leave her. Leave her to her dick down dungeon. I know. (laughs) Get out of the dick me down dungeon. (laughs) Adults only. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly it. But yeah. So I just checked our stats and we officially have a thousand listens. Woo! Which is like sweet except for we have like 28 episodes so (laughs) it's not that high. You know what that warrants? (laughs) 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 Woo! But hell yeah, that's a milestone. Yeah. Welcome to the party episode. (laughs) We're celebrating like our friend just got an abortion. Yes. Let's get ice cream. No, gelato. Gelato. Woo. Yes. Oh my goodness. All right. So besides your like little kid uh, neighbor, (laughs) anything going on exciting? Um, well, I just downloaded a few days ago an app called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. So if they want to sponsor us, let's do it. <laughs> but you connect it to your library card and then you can like download audiobooks or digital books. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. So you're still like wait in line like it's the library if like it's a popular book really? or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I did think that was silly because I'm like, what? How does that I'm work? I want to listen to an audiobook. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Probably so they keep the demand. I'm not sure. But anyways... Because, okay, so I think I'd mentioned on here that I started reading, I mean, I you know, I was like, I got, it's quarantine. I got all the time in the world, right? Let me read this book that I've yeah. had for forever. <laughs> and so I had, I was halfway through that, that book by Stasi Schroeder, which is like, oh man, this oh, sucks. But I already am halfway through it and I'm like, <laughs> I just want to, I need to just fucking finish it, right? So I discovered this app when I was looking for a different book on the Google and uh, I was like, oh, audiobooks right I don't have to read this is great so (laughs) I downloaded that I finished the Stasi book like that day so that was good I'm like all right I finished a book I feel intelligent and from a Stasi's book I know right you're right you're right you're right no actually it's really funny because the last chapter was her like apologizing for shit and it was like 
oh yeah and you have no idea it's only gonna get worse you didn't apologize for everything in this book but because she was like that's what being basic as fuck is about Uh, apologizing when you do something wrong and you're like oh my god is it (laughs) is it okay i don't think you apologize that often i know okay yeah i wanted to read Kristen's book but then turns out they did that racist shit so i'm like i guess i won't spend money on that but if you get the Libby app, then I was yeah. just like my friend Jenna was like, yeah, if you take it off from the library, mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, you didn't spend any money on it. So does that like have any effect on bestseller lists? Like, I don't know how I, the library affects your numbers. I have no idea. Yeah. So then I started working on this book called The Happiness Project. Mm-hmm. And it's a self-help book. As my friend mm-hmm. Anna was saying when we were talking on the phone today, I was like, she was talking about some problem that I was like, well, you know, I'm reading in this book. And I'm like, I know. I'm one of those people now. And she's like, now? You've always been that person, Carly. And I'm like, oh, you're right. She's like, remember, he's just not that into you? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. So what can I say? I'm a girl who likes a self-help book. But <laughs> I've, I've found it very enjoyable and I'm like. Okay, because I've been in such a depressed rut lately that I'm like, yeah. what could it hurt, right? I feel like the only self-help book, if you could even call it that, I've ever read is The Four Agreements. Oh, what is that? And that was when I was in the hospital. Oh. So. <laughs> My mom gave it to me and I read it and I'm like, so inspired by it. And now I'm like, if I read it, I'd probably be like, whatever. But I was half crazy. So I was like, <laughs> this is so deep. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I I went on the internet looking for this book called Attached, which is supposed to be about like attachment in the ways of love, like mm-hmm. how you attach yourself to partners yeah. versus like family or whatever, like because of how you were raised and how. So yeah, I, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting because I heard it on Nicole Byers podcast. So I was like, let me see if I can get this because I'm curious. And, you know, listening to books, so much easier. (laughs) Like, wow. Oh, my God. I'm (laughs) terrible at reading. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, reading makes me so sleepy. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it'd be great to read a book. But, like, so now I have books that I've literally had for, like, fucking 10 years. Like, the the (laughs) Tina Fey book, the Betty White book. I've literally had those for probably 10 plus years. Brought them probably to Chicago from New Hampshire and never read them. But they are in my cart now, so get ready, bitches. (laughs) I've been borrowing The Handmaid's Tale from Alyssa for, like, over a year. Yeah. I still haven't read it. But, yeah, so I don't know what it is, but with books, I'll read the page over and over because I'll read the whole page and be like I don't know what just fucking happened well and then I think (laughs) I'm the same way and I think the more I've read about it the more I'm I'm thinking that I have ADHD Mm -hmm. or ADD because I think the H stands for hyper and my friend Kaylee was like I don't think you're hyper Carly (laughs) I'm like you right I'm pretty sedentary I don't know that it's necessarily like physically hyper, but right, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure I go into pretty manic stages, whatever. But like, yeah, I think it's the ADD because that's the same thing. Like, I would read a whole ass page, and all of a sudden, I'd be like, I don't have any idea what I just read. Yeah, not a fucking single clue. I see. I was convinced I had ADHD for a lot of reasons, but my, you know, all the doctors claim it's just bipolar mm. and PTSD, and okay. I'm like. I don't know. Like, I feel like the problem is there are so many overlapping symptoms 
to so many psychological issues. Right. So it's kind of hard to nail down, but like I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. Yeah, no, I I definitely think I do. I mean, especially I have felt during like quarantine in particular Mm -hmm. because I lost like what I guess in my mind was the safety net of having like a set schedule. As soon as I didn't have a set schedule in place, like I just – I felt like I was constantly apologizing to people because I just couldn't keep anything straight. Like I was like, I don't even know – was I supposed to do that today? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But like in ter- like my short-term memory has always been awful. Like people will be like, oh, what did you do yesterday? What did you do this weekend? And I'm like, what the fuck did I do this weekend? <laughs> and like I really have to think about it. Like, yeah. And sometimes open my calendar and look at what I have written down <laughs> because I really have like uh, not a fucking clue. Yeah, I don't know. And I also have a sleep disorder, which is part of my week, like the thing I was going to talk about. I have a sleep disorder. I've talked about it. Delayed sleep phase syndrome. And that is often related to ADHD. There's a lot of overlap there of people who have both. Mm. And like, so I'm, I feel like I have it, but they keep saying it's bipolar and this, but then you can also have ADHD and bipolar. And they don't often diagnose women, right? With ADHD, isn't that like the whole sexism? I went to a neuropsychologist back when I like first got out of the hospital and they do this, like they do a couple interviews and then they do this long ass test like, it's, like, four hours long. Wow. And you do all these, like, memory tests, all this shit. I had a ton of markers for ADHD, but they still said bipolar. So I don't fucking know. But also, I'm, like, I was being tested. Like, when I'm being tested. Yeah. Like, it overtakes me. I'm, like, yeah. okay, focus, 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 focus. But, like, if I wasn't being tested, I probably would have bombed everything. Right. So. I don't know. Whatever. That's what I think, but I'll listen to the doctors, I guess. Fine, doctors. <laughs> Fine. But yeah, so my week, oh my God. So since quarantine, my sleep schedule is so fucking bad. Yeah. Like, I'm sleeping like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. No. That's so bad. Because um, I don't have to go anywhere. Right. And there's no, like, reason to get out, out of bed. Plus, I'm obviously somewhat depressed. So <laughs> Why? You know? Everything's great. So, like, I mean, and sometimes my schedule's even later. Like, it's real bad. So I've been talking to my psychologist for, like, a little while now. And she prescribed this antihistamine, um, this low dose of it, because I'm wicked sensitive to meds. Yeah. And so a low dose of hydroxazine, I think it is. Uh-huh. To take before bed to try to help me sleep. And it didn't really work. So she told me to up the dose. But also we were like, I had my appointment and she's like, maybe you should try Seroquel, which is like an antipsychotic. Uh-huh. Weren't you on one of those? Yes. I was on one of those for like a year and a half, two years. And it had some side effects. Like I, see, I was going to talk about Maya this week, how she's like, I'm numb That thing made me numb. Yeah. Like, I couldn't enjoy things. Like, there's a lot of side effects revolving around not being able to enjoy things or, like, feel. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, like, your dad died. I couldn't cry. Yeah, yeah. I just was flat. Yeah. You know, as much as I was upset, but I was just, like, flat. And I here I was over here, like, wow, Jesse hated my dad. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, like, I, you know, a bunch of stuff like that happened where I like should have been crying or whatever. And I just couldn't cry. Yeah. The only time I could cry is if I get drunk. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, flood, Watergate or floodgates. <laughs> Watergate. It's a whole scandal <laughs> when you cry. <laughs> So anyways, I went off of that like several months ago and I started like feeling better, but then she wants me to take like a very low dose of this for sleep. And I'm like, I really don't want to potentially get that same side effect again. Right. And then on top of it, when I try to switch out that antipsychotic for another antipsychotic, I had horrible anxiety and intrusive thoughts, which also I relate to Maya today when she's sitting there like picturing herself walking into traffic right mm -hmm. i was having these horrible intrusive thoughts so i'm like i don't really want to like when i was reading side effects that was one that people had wait there was also sleep eating <laughs> like there oh, were so many whoa. yeah there were so many side effects that i'm like i really don't want that like but how do i sleep <laughs> wait okay okay hold on these intrusive thoughts okay because mm -hmm. i definitely have intrusive thoughts and i'm not on any medication but like pretty much like if i'm walking if i'm like going downstairs i'm like what if i just fell and like died right now yeah or like if i if i'm you know i think that's why i'm afraid of heights because i imagine myself falling or like when i babysit children if they're doing something dangerous i'm like i'm like literally envisioning them falling right and i i will often have these like violent thoughts in my head of something bad happening to me is that not normal so it is to a degree. Okay. Everybody has them here and there. Okay. But it's when they're like really often. Okay. And like, and when they interfere with your life to a degree that that's when you're kind of worried about it. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like there's definitely like, I think people say it's the call of the void. Oh, what? The call of the void? Yeah. That, is that Satan? Come to me, my child. The call of the void is that feeling when you stand in a high place and think about jumping, but don't actually want to do and don't actually do it. Oh. And like people call like that all sorts of things like that. Like. So yeah, I was having those intrusive thoughts on this medication, but they were so intense that they were like freaking me out and I, like I had to go off that medication. Mm -hmm. So like my fear is if I take another antipsychotic, do I get either of those symptoms again? Because both are intolerable. Yeah. So I'm like, can we figure something else out? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, Please. fucking medication. Yep. It is so hard to get right. And I'm like, and part of the problem is like we've, I've had side effects here and there that like, it makes me not want to try new things. So I'm like, what if I get that terrible side effect again? What if I get an even different terrible side effect again? Yeah. So that's been my struggle all week is trying to figure out how do I fall asleep without risking some horrible side effect from another medication. Super fun. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, yeah. Jesse. I love that journey for you. Yeah. And you know, my dreamy journey was a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> dreamy. Yeah. Other than that, pretty normal quarantine life. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I did go swimming. Ooh. I happened to find a waterfall that was not filled with tourists. All right. You And I was able to go and there was very few people there and plenty of space. Nice. 
and I was able to go swimming because that's the first time I've been swimming all season. Mm. Normally, normally by this time I've been swimming like 60 times or wow. tubing or whatever. But like I can't go to the regular swimming spots because these fucking asshole tourists from New York and Connecticut and Boston are all taking up all our swimming spots. So yeah. I was able to find a more secluded, you know, only locals kind of know it swimming spot and take a little dip. So you went naked. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of naked swimming spots in Vermont and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Because sometimes people get confused, get confused, quote unquote, Uh about what areas are naked and what aren't. And you'll just be like at a regular swimming spot and some naked old dude wanders by and you're like, cool. It's always (laughs) a naked old dude, isn't it? I love this. Yeah. I'm so glad I got to see this old ass naked dude. (laughs) I'm just enjoying my afternoon, and here you are. Well, and there he is. <laughs> yeah. Saggy balls. Oh, God. But yeah, plenty of naked swimming zones that I don't frequent. Anywho, should we get into it? Yeah, let me get that big Yonsky out there. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? We are talking about season three, episode eight, hashtag I regret nothing. 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 <laughs> All right. Lola counts down the Mississippis as she and the girls wait for the results of her pregnancy test. They ask questions about the father, but she insists there is no father because there is no baby. She tries to change the subject to Selena and Justin, while the girls whisper about how it's probably Baz. Girl, she would never. Like, <laughs> that is so fucking rude. Like, why would they, right? even, like, why, of all the men, okay, men, boys. Yeah. Why would they say I that? man. Yes. There's no way. Like, they have to know damn well she wouldn't fuck Baz. Baz. Are you kidding? And then Frankie reassures Shay that it's not tiny. Ugh. She has one more minute before she's home free. The girls loudly whisper that they would die if they got pregnant. Apparently, they're either terrible at whispering or this bathroom has amazing acoustics. They're just fucking stupid. It's so loud. She can hear everything they're saying. They're so rude. Also, how are they, how have they figured out that, or how have they decided, how have they made it so that nobody's coming in that bathroom? They always do. Listen, if it's Degrassi, you're exclusively in there with people you want to be in there with. Right. No one ever walks in. Right. <laughs> they're they're in that bathroom that like the the women's club that doesn't yeah. the feminist club that doesn't like exist anymore. <laughs> which they they protested for it. I think that's what bathroom they're in. Right. They're in the boys' <laughs> pooping bathroom, which is now the girls' bathroom. Lola looks at the test and rushes out. It's negative. The girls celebrate only It's definitely positive in big, bold letters, yes. (laughs) Lola starts crying. Oh. I feel like, I guess they started making pregnancy tests that actually say the word yes. I think, I don't know if they say yes. I feel like they say pregnant. Or or positive. positive, Pregnant, yeah. But this one was just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, they, I think that they were just like, oh, man, our, is our audience smart <laughs> enough to get this? They're like, ah, probably not. Let's put a yeah. fucking yes on there. <laughs> Look, I guess I guess all I have to say about the fact that it says yes positive is that they thought we were stupid enough to think that it was possible for her to take her birth control wrong. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know. She really fucked up that birth control. 
She sure shit did. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm in my head like, did she take like one one sugar pill and then one hormone and then one sugar pill and then one hormone? Like I no, and I don't know. I didn't think to Google it in the meantime. If there's any way to take them wrong, no. I think I googled it last. I'm like, I don't. I don't think there's any way. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's or <laughs> take your birth control unless you're taking it at the wrong at different times. Every day. Yeah. Or you're taking it with antibiotics. You should be extra careful if you're taking it with antibiotics. Oh, yeah. I think that's it. All right, Degrassi. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so Lola is pregnant. God damn it. Oh, man. Principal Snake chastises Maya about her edgy photo shoot. <laughs> Finding images of her dead in the hallway does not create a safe space for the students. Okay, was the was the iPad in the hallway open. open or did they do that weird thing where they print a bunch of pictures and hang them everywhere? Like what? I don't know. How is that just <laughs> in the hallway? I don't know. I no idea. Maya's mother is shocked. Maya defends it. Art is supposed to evoke emotion, just like her songs, but her mother worries that this particular art is about killing herself. I mean, I'm kind of on Maya's side here. Mm. People write about killing yourself and that's all the time. Yep. Like, is it healthy for Maya right now? That That's debatable. Yeah. But like, it is, it's art. Like, that's how you explore dark subjects and like things you're trying to like understand or cope with. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I can understand her mom being like nervous about it, but... Actually, you know, speaking of these kinds of things, there's a, I think, I don't know what, I don't, metal or mm -hmm. something. I can't remember what kind of band it is. But I remember my high school boyfriend liked this band called Suicidal Tendencies. Isn't that the one like, I just wanted a Pepsi. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it is. Hold on. Let me look it up. All that to say that I saw a man on the sidewalk the other day and the back of his shirt said suicidal 97 and like it looked like a really fucking old ass shirt and i was like oh i think it's a suicidal tendency shirt yeah but like i wonder what people think that just see it, the back yeah. of his shirt says suicidal <laughs> you're like oh okay buddy okay so it is what i thought so like a while back my brother posted some of the lyrics to a suicidal tendency song and I'm pretty sure this was the part that he quoted. It was, I go, there's nothing wrong, mom. And she goes, don't tell me that you're on drugs. I go, no, mom, I'm not on drugs. I'm okay. I was just thinking, you know, why don't you get me a Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> and so my brother posted that lyric and my mom was like, Dustin, what is going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, it's just lyrics, mom. Parents on the internet. It's just a stupid song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I was always into like darker music and art. Yeah. I don't know, like, and I guess probably concerning since, you know, I do, I am mentally ill, but. Right. You, know, like, you make your status like, so sick, so sick of being tired. <laughs> And oh, so tired of being sick. I was like, Jesse, what's wrong? It's just lyrics, mom. What's happening? Oh, God. I definitely made my aim away messages some dark shit sometimes. Oh, yeah. But anyways, so Maya tattles on Miles and the playgroup. One of the characters considers suicide. Why are they okay? Snake apparently had no idea. I thought he was supposed to... Fucking approve <laughs> right? this shit anyways. Exactly. And also, how does Maya know? 
She hasn't been involved at all. How does she right. all of a sudden be like, well, I've got the 411 on the play. And here's what's going on. <laughs> Bitch, they haven't talked to you in fucking months. She time. hasn't been at school. like. Yeah. She's been weird since episode one, and this is episode eight. So, right. like, she hasn't talked to them in, like, a half a semester. So... But so the guidance counselor goes on to explain that she's been skipping, getting bad grades, and not hanging out with her friends. She wants to take off, but they break the news that she might have to change schools. What? That would never happen. Yeah. Well, you might, you're going to have to change schools. Like, what? It's my senior year. (laughs) But yeah, it's her senior year, and that's terrible timing. But if she doesn't get her grades up, she won't graduate anyways. I was kind of surprised that her grades could get that bad that it would like counter the rest of her high school career. Because, the okay, I mean, realistically, I feel like the way applications work, well, no, I guess you do. I guess you do apply. You apply during your first semester of your senior year, right. but also like... Don't they go by 11th grade grades, not yeah, senior Yeah, like I don't think she'd be in that big of a discrepancy, but whatever, I don't know. They're worried about that creep sod and want her to hang out with Grace again. She's willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. So to stay, they're finding her a tutor. She And she needs to reconnect with her old friends. They want the old Maya back. I like how, like, I don't know, maybe consider getting her help. Oh, pshaw, Jesse. Uh, you know, just just be friends with your old friends again. It's that easy. <laughs> uh, what's the big deal here, Maya? Fucking buck up, buckaroo. Her guidance counselor is about as good as my guidance counselor was. Who <laughs> was just like, people don't like people who are sad. Well, yeah, well, I mean. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was Mrs. Grell a few episodes ago being like, that's right. it? Okay. <laughs> that's not that big of a deal, Maya. Right. Here you go. Oh, just do one thing at a time. Lola finds Miles in the hallway and starts to ask a favor when she's interrupted by Grace. Maya screwed them by alerting Snake to the contents of the play and they need a meeting. He tries to blow Lola off, but she stops him. She asks for a ride downtown, but he's too busy. She asks to go talk, but they can't hang out anymore. Can't she just take the bus? She's crushed. Pretty rude Miles. Yeah, that... (laughs) Fucking A, Miles. <laughs> but, I mean, he doesn't know what's going on. So. He doesn't. He's just like, uh, hey, remember when we were like, we can't hang out? So, fuck off. Bye. Yael wanders up. Have you taken care of it yet? Did you get it up? The fuck? These classic <laughs> comedy lines here. I swear, this this has to have been like the same, ep- the same writer like two episodes in a row because yeah. classic. Classic. <laughs> uh, the history project... Lola didn't get it done. Yael is irritated. They'll just have to do it at lunch. But she can't do it at lunch. They'll have to do it tomorrow. But the presentation is due tomorrow. Yael is pissed at Lola's irresponsibility. The project is worth 50% of their grade, which is insane. That is That doesn't make any sense. I feel like One. on TV, projects are always worth like an insane amount of your grade. And it's yeah. like, I mean, I th- maybe in school things were worth like 25%. Which is too much as it is. Like, come on. One thing shouldn't determine that much of your grade. No. But also, what happened to just after school? Mm. (laughs) They don't have after school. They just do everything in school. They Well, because they're never in class, so it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, why don't you take one of your 16 free periods of the day and figure it out? <laughs> right? <laughs> Yael wonders what could be more important than that. Lola blurts out that she's getting an abortion. <laughs> I'm getting an abortion. A little loud, Lola. <laughs> I know. First, she's like making out with Miles in clear view of everyone. Then she's screaming that she's getting an abortion in the hallway. Like, little subtlety. Yeah, no, subtlety is not her middle name. That is for sure. <laughs> Lola offers to get a doctor's note so that Yael doesn't lose points, but Yael stops and offers to go with her. I thought that was nice of Yael because they're not friends. Oh, like, yeah. She's like, they're oh, not friends. You know, you need somebody, clearly. No, Yael is legit like a better friend to Lola in this than episode. all of them. Oh, literally all of them combined. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Can kids take Ubers? I don't know. Because like, I think in when I have taken like the Lyft because I have driven for Lyft before, yeah. and uh, I think you're not allowed to technically, you're not allowed to pick up people under under 16. I think, I mean, I think they are 16, yeah. but like, still, I was, I was definitely like, wait, what? Yeah. What are the laws in Canada? <laughs> so Lola was gonna, she's gonna, she was planning on going to get an abortion <laughs> on her lunch break. Yeah. Like, what? You're so, not even waiting for like a Saturday no, I'm like, I don't think she made an appointment. She's going to show up at the clinic and be like, yo, can I get that abortion? Uh, I got about 45 minutes and it took me 30 minutes to get here because it's downtown. Yeah. And so we, can we do this? Can we start sucky sucky? Let's do this. <laughs> oh, God. So, And I feel like, I don't know about Canada, but in the U.S., they often have like a waiting period. Like you yeah. sign up and then you need at least 24, 48 hours in between. Right. Because they want you to think about it. Right. Yeah. I don't know about Canada, though. Maybe they're just like abortions for all. Well, just yeah. come get one. I mean, I remember <laughs> there was a there's a girl that I went to college with that was from Canada and she did a, a performance piece that was really, really funny that she was talking about like how Canada was better than America. Mm -hmm. And she <laughs> was saying that I guess there aren't abortion term limits in Canada. Really? So like she so I need to explain this whole piece that she was doing because we always had to do like an action along with the piece. So oh, while God. she was while she was doing this piece about how great Canada was, she was shoving marshmallows in her mouth. Ugh. So with like <laughs> like a mouthful of marshmallows she was like that's it you could be about to birth tomorrow the baby <laughs> and just be like nope what <laughs> i'll give you an abortion what it was so fucking funny oh my god i'm about to give birth tomorrow <laughs> It, I don't, that sounds untrue. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was funny. Maybe there's it wasn't. gotta be some kind of limit. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Abortion. I'm googling a lot. <laughs> this is saying that they don't have any like specific law preventing it. Mm -hmm. But no physician in Canada can terminate a pregnancy over 24 weeks without serious indications of the life of the mother is at risk or the fetus has very sp serious malformations. Okay. So I don't know. How much is 24 weeks? Six months? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like at a certain point, like it's actually able to sustain itself outside the womb. So I, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I'm not going to get into that because it's it's a touchy subject. It was a funny <laughs> it was a funny piece though. 
<laughs> Anyways, so Maya casually strolls up to Joan and Grayzall. Hey guys, I'm in. What do you need help with? <laughs> bogus, Maya. <laughs> Fucking bogus. They stop her. She told Snake the play was about suicide. What the fuck, Maya? Oops. What? Grace is pissed. Ugh. Maya ditched her to play dead, and now she's ruining the play. Maya tries to explain <laughs> that she <laughs> to play dead. Anyways, Maya tries to explain that she's been having a hard time, but Grace isn't having it. Your life is hard, bitch. I am dying, right? <laughs> and but I'm kind of over here like Grace might be tough to be a, to have as a friend because she's like one of those parents who are like, you think you're tired. Wait till you have kids. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Do you think she uses, like, someone's like, I have this problem. And she's like, well, you're not dying, bitch. Like, I think, right. I feel like normally she's I not mean, like yeah. that. But I definitely think, like. <laughs> she's like, but you're pretending to be dead. Fuck off. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think she's just doing it because she's mad at Maya. I mm-hmm. don't. Because I, we've never. She's like, why would she hold that secret in for so yeah. long? And then, y- you know what I mean? Louder. Yeah. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Loud it over people's head. That doesn't Lord make sense. Lord it. Lord it. Lord. Yes. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> we'll never be royal. Royal. <laughs> Maya had no idea about the transplant, but she would have had she been a better friend. Mm-hmm. Maya wants to fix it, but it's too late. Grace is over it. Oof, she had, Grace had a weird like face twitch that was just like, <laughs> I need a break from this friendship. And it was just like, she's using all of the act- acting chops that she has. Like, she's not so much fake coughing this episode. So no, no. She needed to flex it somewhere. Yep. Miles walks in to Tristan taking a few steps with a walker. He sits down exhausted, but Miles and his mom are psyched. His mom says Tristan's goal is to make it to the play. But he doesn't really look like he has any goals. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i like, did you like assume this? or Right. Like, no. Well, he can type. So he was yeah. like, 2018 goals. <laughs> One, <laughs> make it to the play. Two, walk for more than a few steps. <laughs> the play is the first goal. <laughs> right. The play is number one. Three, oh my kick Miles' ass for cheating on me. He's he's already typed it up, printed it out. It looks great. It's on the wall. So Miles worries that the content might be triggering and Snake would cancel it. But Tristan is rigged up to a computer and keyboard and types the word fight. I This seems so fucking far-fetched to me. Yeah. <laughs> he can't talk, yeah. but he can spell. Yeah. And pretty fast at that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it hasn't been that long since he even woke up. Right. So I'm like... I'm no doctor, but... <laughs> I, I Neither am I, but, like... And I understand <laughs> that, like, yes, talking and, like, spelling are probably coming from different parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just seems wildly far-fetched yeah. that he would be fucking spelling. Right. Like, I would imagine that they'd be like, do you want to go to Miles' play? And he'd be like, uh, and they'd be like, that's his goal. That's why it's his goal, because he made a noise. Right. We said that. He made a noise. Like, that's his goal. Yeah. But apparently he's out here fucking writing the next great American novel. <laughs> so the mom says there's value in controversial plays. They study them at school because the theme is important. Tristan types, your theme is hope. <laughs> <laughs> 
And his mom says, and what could be more important than that? He can identify themes. I, I, this, uh, yeah. He doesn't understand that hope is Lola. Your theme is Lola. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. This whole thing, I'm just, I'm not buying it. I don't know. Next, he's like, it's like, Mumsy, get me a croissant. From the cafeteria, like <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not. That was that was me trying to say a smart, smart sentence. That's how fucking dumb I am. <laughs> and yet, Tristan is over here, literally being more poignant than me. So Yael and Lola sit on the curb waiting for the Uber. Lola tries to defend her choice. She thought hard about it and spent hours researching it. Yael asks if she talked to her parents, but Lola only has a dad, and he's very traditional. She doesn't think there's anything to talk about. She's just not ready to be a parent or to walk around school pregnant for nine months. Uh, What about the great tradition of abortions in Degrassi? (laughs) Traditional. Lola told her she still has time to decide. She just found out yesterday. But Lola thought she wanted one the second she thought she could be pregnant two weeks ago. Which I'm like, every time I thought I'm pregnant, I was like, bitch, I'm getting an abortion. (laughs) Not even a thought. Yeah, it's crazy because I always thought that until I hit like, I don't know, maybe like 26 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then because, you know, for I think my opinion, I know you don't want kids. My opinion has always been like if I met somebody and like, you know, was like, okay, we're going to spend our lives together and like. He wants kids and I'm and and I would like to make a child that looks like the two of us put together. Like yeah. that I could wrap my head around the idea of mm-hmm. having kids. But like as of right now, I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. But like anyways, I guess all that to say like if I surprisingly got pregnant, mm-hmm. like I basically would be like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm having a baby." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like cuz I know that I know that I don't I don't not not want kids. Yeah. And like I know that I would theoretically be able to take care of a child and like know what I'm doing enough to raise it and everything yeah but yeah Uh, I definitely when I was younger I definitely was like oh no I would definitely get an abortion and now I'm like I'm a fucker I mean shit I could yeah I could not that I've ever been pregnant but I'm like I could (laughs) so like when I was young and um like I always knew I didn't want to have kids and my thought was like, if if I get old and I really change my mind, I'll adopt, whatever. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I was pro-life. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I that was like st- stupid. Like mm-hmm. that was me like never having any sexual experience, never thinking I ever would because I was a loser. <laughs> <laughs> You're a loser, baby. And, and having that like, that'll never happen to me, whatever. Like, so I was like, I... Thought it was immoral. Mm-hmm. But like as I get older and I learn more, I like my thought process anytime I had a pregnancy scare was like, fuck, <laughs> I cannot have a baby. So like immediately it's like, well, I guess I'd have to have an abortion. Fuck. Like I wouldn't want one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not an ideal <laughs> no. procedure. And that's like the, that's the ridiculous thing. Like a bunch of pro-life assholes are like, 
people are just out here using a ab- abortion as birth control. It's like uh, nobody no, wants no. to have an abortion. Right. Like it's not on my it's fucking traumatizing. bucket list. <laughs> what? Sorry, what'd you say? It's traumatizing. Yeah. Like you don't want to go through that, you know? But listen, you know what? Tristan is at his little keyboard typing up his like goals <laughs> list and he's like, have, have an abortion. <laughs> yep. If I was Lola in this situation, even though my dumbass teen teenage self would be like pro-life, I'd be like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I was a teenager, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, no way, Jose. I definitely, yeah, would not have wanted a child as a teenager, but like. Yeah, I think my, my tune would change real fast. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I always, I definitely always feel like, you know, obviously I don't, I, I don't want to raise kids by myself because mm-hmm. like. You know, no matter what, being a single parent is not an ideal situation. No. It's already hard enough with two parents, Mm -hmm. let alone trying to be a single parent without, like, any kind of help. You know, Team Lola, like, fuck that. Fuck them kids. (laughs) Fuck them kids. But so Lola asks Yael what she should do, and Yael doesn't really think that her opinion matters. Lola just wants to get it over with. How fucking groundbreaking that Yael is like, you know, this is your choice. My opinion doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And yet Frankie and Shay over there like, can you imagine? Oh, my, oh my God. God. If my parents I didn't kill me first, like, oh, my fucking God. Can you, what a whore <laughs> she is. She's such a fucking slut. <laughs> she probably banged bass. I just like whispering into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe and Rasha flirtily discuss their kiss and how Zoe's mom didn't say anything about is it. Is flirtily while Miles a word? Flirtily. That's, I think Flirt- so. I mean, it, it, it's not correct according to autocorrect. <laughs> it's asking to say flintily and flutily. I think flutily <laughs> is actually how they were doing it, but it's fine. Continue. <laughs> they were flutily discussing their kids. They were like, so what did your mom think? <laughs> <laughs> they discuss how Zoe's mom didn't say anything about it while Miles stands in the doorway staring at them. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, keep going, ladies. Yeah, I, I, he plays for all teams, so he'll watch some lesbian action. All right. <laughs> He's come to get Zoe's help to get the play approved. I'm sorry. I forgot where I, this is my quarantine brain. How can they possibly think that like her mom doesn't give a fuck when like she this clearly this Idina Menzel knockoff looked fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. She, she looked, stared like right through them. Yeah. I'm like, there's like you are being really fucking Well, ignorant. she didn't say no. anything. So she did. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> She asks if the character considers suicide and Miles compares it to Hamlet, the murder fantasy to Macbeth. Listen, Shakespeare's done it all, but he's no Shakespeare. He's better. No. <laughs> okay. But wait, who who does he contemplate murdering? I don't know. That's the thing. We have to see this play because... Oh, man. <laughs> Yes, like, what does he, like, contemplate, like, murdering Tristan to, like, put him out of his misery type of thing? That was my first thought, was I was like, is he is he at the fucking hospital thinking about putting a pillow on Tristan's face or what? If that's true, Tristan really does not need to see this play. <laughs> right? Like, Tristan's going to be devastated Jesus. if he sees this play. Like, my God. Maybe he wants to murder the guardrail that should have stopped them, like Maya was <laughs> writing about. Oh, God. I don't know. 
Obviously, Miles isn't Shakespeare, but like, I think he makes a valid point that yeah. like, we as students read plenty of controversial things. Oh, yeah. So like, why is it a big deal that he wrote something that just happens to take place by today's standards? Because he's no Shakespeare. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, because people can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the name's Miles <laughs> P. Henderson. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have no memory. I literally have no memory. What's Miles' last name? Uh, Hollingsworth. Hollingsworth. Wow. <laughs> we only say Hollingsworth all the time. All the fucking time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I believe. Thanks to the Google, mm-hmm. is a symptom of ADHD because I can never fucking remember anything. Right. So Zoe's concerned that the content is too HBO, <laughs> but it's still the same concept. A boy finds hope amidst great tragedy. (laughs) Yep, sucks on Hope's titties. What? Yeah. (laughs) He tells her that Tristan walked today and wants to attend the play. This inspires Zoe to fight for the play, but she has to read it first. So nobody read it yet? Uh, like, I thought uh, they yeah. all read it like way like a long time ago. This was supposed to be approved. Like Simpson right. was like, "You can write the bus crash play, but I have to approve it." Yeah. And apparently, everyone was just like, eh, "It'll be fine." It was just like on everybody's desk for six months, right? And like, oh yeah, I should probably read that, right? Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Simpson. Okay, Principal Simpson. Dr. Finally. Simpson. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he ended up getting his PhD. I don't think he did in education. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining he's like, oh, maybe I should do some Marie Kondo on my desk and get rid of some things. And all of a sudden he's like, bus crash play? What is this? <laughs> Chapter one, suicide. <laughs> Chapter two, murder Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, murder coma boy. <laughs> Chapter three, fuck hope. (laughs) Can be taken two ways. Right, right. And then chapter four, the girls get breakfast at their favorite diner in the city. And they're like, oh, see, I told you it was too HBO. That was a really bad Sex in the City joke. (laughs) Maya is dropping shit everywhere. And Zig tries to make sure she's okay. (laughs) Better check on her mental health. She just dropped some books. You good? You good, fam? She tries to blow him off, but he stops her. She cries to him about how Grace hates her because she's been a crappy friend. She doesn't know what to do. Zig reassures her that everyone gets sad sometimes. But it's not just sometimes, it's all the time, and it's more numbness than sadness. She's clearly depressed. But he tickles her and she laughs. Mm -hmm. Hey, you felt that, huh? Oh, Sweet, stupid zig. Hey, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> that was so inappropriate for him to tickle her like that. Like, how did you not expect what was going to happen next when you just fucking like put your hands all over her midsection? She says she misses him and what they had. He jokes that she would need to invent a time machine for that to happen. She cuts him off with a big old kiss. Esme is gonna be pissed. And of course, she's standing right there. Maya apologizes and rushes off, but Esme is like, do I look like the forgiving type? 
Fucking Maya out here ruining everything. Yeah, you do not want to be on Esme's bad side. No. Like, that is the last person. Like, you want to talk about murder themes, Esme will probably <laughs> fucking murder you. Right. Esme, like, is taking those dead pictures like, yes, someday. Right? This bit, Esme will fucking literally murder Maya and then fucking set her dead body up as if she is those pictures. <laughs> and it'll be like, right. oh, no, she, those are just pictures. She's not, she must have run away. Weird. But so, yeah, Maya is definitely clearly mm-hmm. depressed. I think that that's a big confusion when it comes to depression is people think you're just sad. And it's like, no, a big part of depression is feeling numb. Like, you don't feel anything. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do anything. You don't, like, find joy in things. It's not like you're, you're like, sad about it. You're just like, I don't. Right. You know, you can't feel. So, like, I think that's an interesting, you know, thing for them to showcase is she's not sad. She's numb. Yeah. The doctor goes over the abortion procedure with Lola. It only takes five minutes, and then there is an observational period of an hour. Okay, cool, because I got to, like, my lunch period is only 45 minutes, so, like, and I got to be back in about 15 minutes, and it's going to take me, like, 30 minutes to get there, so perfect. Can we, can we cut this observational period short? Like, can we, can, can my pal observe me in the Uber ride back to school? Because, like, uh, I'm just trying to do this on my lunch break. Lola wonders how she'll feel after. The doctor explains there will be some cramping and bleeding, but Lola was wondering more about how she'll feel emotionally. Mm. The doctor says it varies from loss to relief. She hands her a waiver and Lola worries she could die, but that's extremely rare and she'll probably still be able to have kids when she's older. I say probably because again, there is a tiny risk Mm. that something could go wrong, but it's very small. The doctor offers her more time and other options, but Lola is ready and she signs the waiver. Well, she just wanted to hear it from a real human person. (laughs) She should have asked Frankie. Right? (laughs) A real human person. (laughs) Lola lies on the table as the nurse gives her an IV. The doctor walks in and asks if she's nervous. It's perfectly normal and the IV will help her relax. He gives her an exam and she's concerned that it'll hurt. He said it won't be worse than a pap. And in my experience, paps are awful. Yeah, I'm, this whole time that he's like... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she's not feeling anything. Like, yes. she's just like, okay. Whatever. No, like, this scene was so triggering. Oh, my God. I, okay, I mean, I certainly... I've never had a male gynecologist. I don't think I would want anything to do with a male gynecologist. Mm. I don't really know why a man would want to be a gynecologist <laughs> personally, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. The whole, I'm so, like, I'm sorry, Lola. I think you as maybe a, a teenage actor maybe have not yet been to the gynecologist because you seem perfectly fine with him like scap- putting a scapula yeah. in your vagina, <laughs> opening that shit up, slurping uh. out your baby, <laughs> and you're just over there like, Okay, I'm just thinking about it. But honestly, like, okay, I've had terrible gynecologists in my life. Oh, really? Like, I've never had the same one, for one thing, because I never had consistent insurance, and I, like, moved around a lot. Mm. So, like, I'd have to just go to whoever was there. And even women gynecologists were awful and, like, rough and just, I'm like, don't you know how to do this? Like, Yeah. (laughs) 
fucking, I hate going to the gynecologist. Like, it sucks in general, but I feel like my experiences were specifically bad. But I don't know. Maybe they all are, and I'm just, like, expecting something a little more pleasant. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever talked about this on here, but so maybe, like, six months ago or so, when I went to my regular, like, yearly checkup, I always happened to do breast exams because my mom died of breast cancer, so I'm, like, super paranoid about my boobs. And so the doctor felt my breast and she felt a lump and and you know she was like okay so you know I feel something and I was saying I'm like okay well it's on my left side and I always keep my phone in my bra and she was like yeah you shouldn't do that and I was like okay so anyway she was like let's I'm gonna put in an order for you to get a ultrasound because I think because of my age they wouldn't have been able to get approved like insurance wise I don't think I would have gotten approved for a mammogram right off the bat so like did an ultrasound and um when I went to do that they like Because it's just like when you are having a baby, like they squirt some gel on you or whatever and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, this is just talking about being good doctors. And this is so stupid because it's probably like a thing that happens everywhere, but I'd never had one before. Yeah. And so like she took the little bottle of like gel, whatever it is, out of like this warming station. (laughs) And so when she squirted the gel on my boobs, I was like, oh my God, like it's warm. (laughs) I was I'm like, wow, it's so nice. Like, that was so kind of you. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, it makes it a lot more pleasant than if it was just, like, cold. Yeah. And I mean, but, like, honestly, low-key, I, I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking in my head, and I was like, it feels like a man just came all over my chest. <laughs> like, it's all, like, it's all warm. I'm like, oh <laughs> it's just on your titties. <laughs> like, Jesus. I didn't say that out loud to the yeah. doctor, but I just, I thought it. Right. And then, but was like, oh, it's warm. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, isn't it nice? I'm like, wow. <laughs> Anyways, the ultrasound was a lot more pleasant than the mammogram. I did have a mammogram and it came back like nothing, yeah. didn't look like anything. So no big. I just, I'll get my next mammogram at 40 like everybody else. But yeah, I'll tell you what, the mammogram machine, oof, cool, yeah. clearly invented by a man because yeah. it's made by somebody who never had boobs, like a fucking flat surface that you're just like, <laughs> here's my titty and they just like squish it and like i don't even i honestly don't even know like if you have small boobs i'm like how if you have tiny boobs how does this work like how do you even get your because i remember asking i was like i feel i'm like i feel like this is easier because i have larger boobs and she's like oh yeah it's definitely easier i'm like i i would feel so bad (laughs) for like the little small chested women that are like let me just put my little tiny um kiss of a breast on this (laughs) this you know, it doesn't even, there's, it won't even like sit on it because they're not yeah. big enough. And then it's going to get like fucking squished. Like it's just their nipple probably getting squished. I don't, I don't know. Oh my God. I remember being a kid and my mom being like, oh, I got to get a mammogram. Oh my God. Like dreading it. And me being <sighs> like, oh, someday I'm going to have to get a mammogram. Yeah. It's, I would <laughs> definitely say, you know, for our listeners approaching 40, <laughs> if you're out there, like it didn't hurt. It was just like, uncomfortable we were like this is just fucking weird like Mm -hmm. you just turned my titty into a pancake (laughs) oh yeah i assumed it hurt really bad it does no it for i mean maybe if you have sensitive breasts like yeah but yeah i wouldn't say it didn't hurt it was just like this is fucking weird I guess if I was going to say a hurt, like an uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable hurt. Not, you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. like a jolt of pain, just like a, uh, 
But yeah, no, I I told you you in like the group chat a while back. I found some like lumps in my armpit. That's right. Yeah. And I and I went to the doctor and she just kind of wrote it off and she's like, it's probably your deodorant. It's probably like a inflamed mm, thing. Lymph nodes or something. Lymph node. And she's like, change deodorant. Go to a natural one. And I went to a natural one and it was fine. Mm. So thank God. No, I've seen it. My, my ex, he had issues with his deodorant that gave him like really painful lumps as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was terrified. I was yeah. like, fuck, this is it. Like shit. Yeah. And no. It's my deodorant. I know. So. I definitely, my, my friend Marianne, who's a very natural, crunchy granola person, like she mm-hmm. was definitely like, bro, you can't, you cannot use like real deodorant she's like you gotta switch Mm -hmm. you gotta switch and i was like because like the thing about what the natural deodorants or like the crystals or whatever doesn't have aluminum yeah and you have but like what she was saying is that like it takes like two weeks for it to work yeah so you basically have to deal with two weeks of being like smelly sweaty Mm -hmm. for it to finally be like just kidding (laughs) now i'm gonna work and uh I guess if I was going to do it, I should have done it, like, yeah. the beginning of quarantine <laughs> when I really wasn't seeing anybody. But you know what? We're going to shut down again eventually. Right. So I'll just, maybe I'll make <laughs> the switch time. then. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. Probably in, like, a month or two because right. <laughs> what the fuck, America? Mm, let's hope sooner. Let's get this fucking. Let's get this shit Can taken we just care of. knock it off already? Jesus I Christ. Know. <laughs> oh, my God. We're so fucking stupid. I mean, and that's not even all of us. It's just like. It's not even the majority of us, I feel like. It's just... All right, so anyways, the doctor says he's going to give her a numbing agent. She asks, like the dentist, and he says, hopefully she puts it in your gums. (laughs) Doc's got jokes. Guy no humor. (laughs) He starts asking her about herself in school. He tells her he's about to use an aspirator to suck out the contents of her uterus. Boy, am I triggered. (laughs) It reminds me of actually when you do go to the dentist Uh, and uh, you know the little thing that like sucks the spit out of your mouth? When I was uh, a kid, I remember my dentist would call that Mr. Thirsty. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So it's like... Here comes Mr. Thirsty. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> if I ever become a gynecologist, I'm calling that aspirator Mr. Thirsty. Here comes Mr. Thirsty for babies. <laughs> uh, that's where the Pizzagate thing came from. <laughs> what? So what is Pizzagate? I, I honestly, like, I'm not that deep into it, but part of it is something about drinking the blood of babies. Oh, interesting. I don't fucking know. Like, there's a lot to it. It's, like, powerful people. I didn't know there was a, a name for what I was doing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's one of the things that, like, I know exists, but I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I assume that powerful people do heinous shit, but, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, wait, is that why it's been in contingency with, like, Wayfair stuff? The... Oh, God. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. Ooh, the Wayfair stuff is super interesting. Yeah, I have no idea. We don't have to get into that. All right. <laughs> okay, so anyways, one more sentence left of this scene. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. All right. So Lola asks if she's the first 16-year-old he's done this for. 
He says she's not the first one today. They get started and he tells her to relax and breathe. Woo. Woo hoo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Mr. Thirsty. Oh my god. I don't know. Anything like that, I just get very triggered. I'm just like, I can't like any any sort of thing doing with down there when people talk about I know. like childbirth, any of it. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. I know. Like my sister, she wanted me to be in the hospital room with her when she gave birth. Mm. And, like, I would have done it. But I also know that, like, it's it's easy to say, like, just don't look. But, like, I know me. Yeah. And I would be like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go look at my sister's vagina as my nephew was coming out of it. Like, I just would I would have looked. I would have looked. Oh I would have hated it. And she would have probably hated having me. Like I guarantee she just would have yelled at me. I would have been like, oh, look away. Look like, away. Yeah, yeah. She would have been like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, she would have been like, yes, all the joys and miracles of being like, I want my sister there. She would have been like, get the fuck out. She definitely would have. I would not have been able to help myself. It would have been like a train wreck. Like No. <laughs> And then there's people who film it. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah, I've never, I have never watched like a. (laughs) Well, I can't remember. I was gonna say I think they did make us. We had to in school. I think same. Uh, Yeah. I might have closed my eyes. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. The same thing with people who are into. um, What's that show? Botched? Is that what it's called? Like, mm. is that that show where they like show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I cannot. Like, I cannot. Wa- when they're like, let's, what's, who wants to watch rhinoplasty videos? No, <laughs> fuck you. No, absolutely not. Ew. Um, ew, 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 ew. I just so happen oh, to boy. remember a trip to Loon Mountain. Oh boy, here we go. When we were kids, they used to go to Loon Mountain to ski every year, and there was like two years that I went. Mm-hmm. And I did not ski because I didn't know how to fucking ski. Well, you were just there to keep Bethany company because she wasn't going to ski either. Like I tried to ski like twice and I was like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I remember one of the years we were watching some surgery show and some girl got like brain surgery, something done to her head and they pulled the skin down oh, off God. the head and then they just flipped it back up. Yep. And we called her the head, the head flip girl or something like that. Oh, man. We were like, flip? <laughs> but you were involved in that. We all okay. were talking about head flip no. girl. I think, no. <laughs> I think, you know what, I was involved in. And again, I think I need, let's, we all need to accept the fact that I was probably like 10 mm-hmm. when this happened. We were watching some show. It might have been that same, that same show. Because the girl had some, she was born with some sort of deformity or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she had oh, like. God. It was almost like she had, like, a really large (laughs) head. I'm not sure. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And I said she'd be a pretty cool person if it wasn't for her face. (laughs) And you guys never fucking let me live that down as if I was the worst fucking person. And really, it was just, like, for me, as a fucking privileged, you know, young child... Was just, like, the realization that, like, you know, people can be disabled or have, yeah. you know, whatever going on mm-hmm. and live totally normal lives. Yeah. And that was really what the realization was to me, was like, wow. 
But the words that came out of my mouth were, she'd be a pretty cool person if it wasn't for her face. And you guys, yeah. I mean, to this day, to this day, Bethany will still bring it up. Like, yeah, yeah, Carly, you're a piece of shit. You know that? Like, she just really takes me down a peg. I'm like, yep. I forgot about that till like the second you started saying, I'm like, oh, "Oh, yeah. yeah. But listen, I don't judge you today. Thanks. Because here's the thing. what If I ever do become famous, mm-hmm. like, you know, in terms of like cancel culture, yeah. I feel like it would be Bethany that would start it. Like she'd get on Twitter <laughs> and be like, did you guys know that Carly Jo Gear said this when she was eight years old? And she will fucking get my ass canceled in a minute because of some shit that I did in my childhood. She's like, I just want her to come back from Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I just miss my sister and I just really want her kicked out. So ain't that the truth. Mm. That was also the year I became snack butt, <laughs> if you recall, because I was laying on my stomach watching TV, like on the bed. And Bethany, I think she just was like, I had one of those like button pockets in the back of my pants because those were like cool back then. Mm-hmm. And she was just like putting snacks in my back pocket and I, like buttoned it closed. <laughs> and then she was like, you're snack butt. And I was like, okay. Sweet. We had a lot of good jokes from uh, Lynn Mountain. Yeah. Zoe jokingly compares Miles to Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> no, Miles, you're not that good. Zoe has one question Did Miles hook up with Lola? Miles writes Hope off as a metaphor, but Zoe isn't that dumb. For fuck's sake, he describes Hope as an idiot savant with blue hair. I don't understand. And then for him to, Lola is not an idiot. Then if, okay, why did you write that? She's not an idiot. That was so fucking, and why wouldn't Lola read that and be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's rude as fuck. What the hell? Sure. Maybe because she's an idiot savant. She didn't realize, she didn't know what that meant. (laughs) He's just so rude to all his closest people. Okay. Generally speaking, when you read a play, it takes you about as long to read the play as the play is. So say that play. He just sat there for like an hour and a half. That's what I'm saying. Sitting there, yeah. Oh my God. Like pacing for 90 (laughs) minutes. What is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. So awkward. Okay. Anyways. So Zoe doesn't care what happened, but she does care about protecting Tristan. There was already talk pre-play. Everyone is going to know and it's going to get back to Tristan. Can he go through with it in good conscience? I don't, yeah. So do you support the play? Can you support the play? Like, what? <laughs> I, I just I just don't understand. Like, are we so so everybody's just holding this play as like fact. They're like saying this is this is Miles like autobiography on the stage. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens is real. Like, shouldn't he, regardless of what happened between him and Lola, like, shouldn't there be some creative liberties where he like liberty? <laughs> liberty, liberty, liberty. <laughs> where <laughs> this is just fiction, historical fiction. It's just Miles, what the fuck are you doing? It's just, <sighs> your boyfriend is going to see this and he's going to be really offended and he's going to know you cheated on him and he's going to know you see him as Coma Boy, the scary story. And he's going to he's gonna type you a really mean message on his keyboard. Get ready. <laughs> fuck you, Miles. Do you think <laughs> I am an idiot savant? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did. Oh my god. So yeah, I don't know. Miles is just a dumb ass. But like what are they gonna do at this point? They're already like 
pretty much done with the play. That's what I'm saying. So. It's it's a done deal. It's a fucking <laughs> done deal. They're about to like have a fucking dress rehearsal probably. So. so Lola fiddles with a TV in front of the class when Yael asks her how she's feeling. Crampy, but relieved. Yael is happy for her and they hug. It's time for their presentation. Lola starts explaining how medicine in the past was more about superstition than science. As she continues, nothing appears on the screen. Yael can't get an internet connection, so Lola opts to use her phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Of course, she has all her abortion tabs up, and the class watches as she scrolls through them. Baz is particularly shocked. <laughs> what? My precious flower? She disconnects and runs off. Yeah. <laughs> She's banging, but it's not me. I just don't. Okay. First of all, their friendship is very cute now. I very much appreciate the Lola, mm-hmm. Yael. Yeah. Super cute. Why was she up there even starting when Yael had, clearly hadn't gotten that shit on lock yet? Right. Like, shouldn't she have waited for the thing to get up there? Like yeah. their fucking slideshow to like have this, the, the title of it before she started yapping off at the mouth? No clue. Anyways. But so I was just like, girl, I am so anal about my tabs. Like if I'm researching something weird, oh. that thing gets closed the second I am done. Like nobody's seeing this I shit. I mean, it's off. I think <laughs> I think the only the only thing that I think to close the tab of immediately is Pornhub. Everything else, I definitely have had some weird things. <laughs> oh, not that anytime, not that anybody's ever seen them, but yeah. like I've definitely had some weird tabs like left open. No way. Everything gets closed. I've seen too many TV shows where shit like you this know. happens for me to be like, I'm leaving that open. That's right. And that's why you also wear a tampon and a maxi pad <laughs> at every turn. You never just in know case. when I'm going to have to give a class presentation and they're going to see my abortion tabs open for everyone to see. No. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, everyone is shocked. Baz specifically. Oh, man. Baz like, what? No. (laughs) No, but she does our makeup tutorial. She can't have an abortion. No. (laughs) Snake goes over the concerns about the contents of the play, but Grace defends their free speech. They're taxpayers, (laughs) goddammit. Snake questions if they want to express their rights, even if it hurts other students. Miles says no, because clearly it's about Tristan. Miles is willing to accept whatever Snake wants to do, which confuses Grace and Jonah. So am I to understand that he, because of the the conversation that he had with Zoe, you know, like a scene or two before, Mm -hmm. so he's fine with the play not happening Mm -hmm. because he's like, well... Oh shit, he just now realizes that people are going to put two and two together. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, 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 you want to, that's fine. (laughs) You want to pull a plug, that's fine, I understand. (laughs) Snow big. So Grace and Jonah are confused. Snake doesn't think they have to cancel it, just tweak it. Okay. Um, I have some notes. What what was this swerve from Principal Snake? Right. To be like, do you really think you could get away with this? <laughs> just kidding. I think with a few minor tweaks. He just wanted to be involved. Right. Yeah. He's like, you guys didn't ask me? I love <laughs> I love editing. I can't believe you didn't ask me. Anyways, here are my notes. Um, I think what we're gonna make for, you know, to be suitable for a high school audience is bus crash play junior. <laughs> it's gonna be great. He just wanted to have a writer's credit. Yeah, right. 
He's like, I actually, you know what I mean? Like, I never really got enough fame for everybody wants something, they'll never <laughs> give up. Yeah, he's like, here's my notes. There's this great song. In like, in, if you guys want to use the techno background bus, bus crash song, like, I understand. But I have the lyrics. I got the lyrics <laughs> for it. I know Maya fell short. She seems like she's going through something, but like, I got you guys. I, this was supposed to be a musical originally, and uh, I'm here to save the day. So I really want to hear a techno remix of Everybody Wants Something. <laughs> Do we have any friends who write techno who could like make that for us? I can't say that I know and <laughs> have any friends that make techno beats. So Grace congratulates Miles for the reverse psychology move as they head off. Zoe tries to reassure him that people won't assume he hooked up with Lola. Tristan doesn't have any reason to suspect anything, right? Oh, I don't know. Maybe just the first thing that came out of Miles' mouth when he woke up was being that he cheated. But otherwise, no. So, like, okay, so obviously right now we don't know if Tristan comprehended it. Mm -hmm. But Miles, I think, as of right now, was thinking that he did not comprehend it. Right, at least hoping. But now that he can type (laughs) and spell, it's on. He's going to know. He can identify themes in a play. Right. He, he He's probably gonna knows. Know. Yeah. He, he definitely gained the knowledge of reading between the lines very quickly in his the coming out of The theme is you're a cheating bastard. Woo. That's spicy. <laughs> and what's more important than that? Mm, nothing. <laughs> Lola cries on the girl's bathroom floor where Frankie and Shay find her. Tons of people are talking about it, but they're ready to defend her. They know it's not true. She had a scare and wanted to know about the options. It's not like she actually had an abortion. Lola asks if she should be ashamed if she did. Frankie's like, no, well, I mean, you are kind of like killing a baby, but... And Shay corrects her. It's an embryo. Right. Okay. Shay, the <laughs> slut shamiest of them all, is like, right. no, no, I'm pro-choice. It's only an embryo. It's fine. But it's not like you did that. Okay. Lola is crying and they don't get it. She jumps up and storms off. They are not supportive. The theme of this episode is murder. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you killed a baby. I mean, like... We, oh my God. It's not like we saw the pregnancy test, but we know you're not pregnant because you said you weren't, so <laughs> it's fine. Maya stares dead-eyed down the hallway, and Esme intentionally bumps past her. Grace snubs her, too. Sassy law teacher asks her if she should be in class, and it jolts her out of it. She says she's on her way. She goes out to the front of school instead and stares at traffic, imagining herself stepping into it. I like this, like... So the teacher is like, hey, I know that nobody is ever in class, but like, (laughs) shouldn't you be in class? And she's like, yeah, I should. And then she's like, psych, not going to class. (laughs) Fuck it, I'm leaving. Nobody monitors these fucking doors. I'm leaving. I'm going right the fuck out of school. Bye. You know who wouldn't put up with this bullshit is Mr. Clark from Lean On Me. Mr. Clark don't play. Mr. Clark don't play. He would have chained up the doors by now. He would have been like, too many kids are leaving my school. He would have been like, you get in that classroom, I'm going to lock the doors. I don't care if there's a fucking fire drill. Y'all are staying in there. (laughs) Saad snaps her out of it. He's concerned about her. She's not returning his texts. 
She explains that her mom doesn't want them hanging out. He's confused. Their pictures made her feel better. She clarifies. They made her feel something. But it's not necessarily good. Right. He's like, what's the big deal? You're skipping class. I'm skipping class. (laughs) We're cut from the same mold. So what's the big deal? So yeah, I don't know. Again, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm on the fence of if it's a big deal. Like clearly she needs help for her depression. But it's not like the worst thing to be into dark stuff. Like she could get help for a depression and still be into dark stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I just loved the music in this scene. Yeah. It was it I don't even like I said it looked sounded like it's from a horror movie. It was really creepy. Lola meets Yael in the Nerd Squad dungeon. <laughs> Perino gave them an extension because he's super pro-choice. <laughs> Yael asks for the subject of today's vlog, and it's about applying false lashes. Groundbreaking stuff. Mm-hmm. She asked Yael if she's a bad person. It wasn't a hard decision for her, and she's not sad about it. Yael is confused. Isn't that a good thing? But she feels guilty that she doesn't feel sad. So she's torturing herself by staring at a picture of a baby all day long. (laughs) I just don't feel anything. Like, that's an ugly baby. (laughs) Try cute baby. Yael thinks that she made the right choice, but Frankie and Shay think she's a murderer. Lola can barely handle her roots. But I'm like, girl, your roots are always on point. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You can barely handle your roots because somebody else is handling them for you. So Yael reassures her. Even Nicki Minaj had an abortion in high school. Nicki Minaj makes a lot of poor choices, but an abortion in high school is not one of them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Lots of women have abortions and aren't ashamed. They discuss how other women don't know that they aren't alone because nobody talks about it. Well, hey. They have a camera and a vlog channel. Maybe Lola could talk about it. There we go. And just like that, she talks about it with no script or thought whatsoever. Yesterday I was pregnant. (laughs) Today I'm not. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, but like at the beginning of this scene, Yael was like staring at the front of the camera adjusting it. And I just, I mean, I guess I don't necessarily know enough about cameras, but I'm like, what could she have been adjusting on the front of it? I didn't know. I didn't notice this to know what it could. I was like, I think the camera's backwards. I think you should be looking at the back. But anyways, yeah. whatever. Like, there there might be some settings up there. I, I don't, don't know. know. I didn't notice. But yeah, I like their friendship. Like, I hope it blossoms further yeah. because, like, Yael seems incredibly, like, level-headed oh, and yeah. supportive and not judgmental whatsoever. Yep. She's just like, oh, you need an abortion? Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. You shouldn't be ashamed. You're fine. You're Just good. look at Nicki Minaj. <laughs> now she's dating a pedophile and everything's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Or she's engaged to one. Have you not heard about this? I feel like I have, but I just don't pay attention to her. Yeah. Yeah. So Miles scrolls through her phone, deleting contacts when her mother barges in. What the fuck, Maya? You're skipping school again. Maya mumbles, I can't do it anymore. Her mom asks, do what? Anything. Anything. (laughs) Maya lashes out that she isn't the old Maya. She tried and she can't find her. There's something wrong with her and she needs help. Her mom is going to call the doctor. Her old doctor. Apparently she hasn't been to the doctor in a really long time. Yeah, right. (laughs) She specifies your old doctor. I mean, I assume she meant like (laughs) psychiatrist or something. Because like, I'm sure that, 
I'm sure that once her boyfriend killed himself, yeah, that she had some therapy. But I don't know. I'm like, Maya, did you go home thinking that your mom, who I, I don't think works, was like not going to catch you? Right. But then I also was like, well, maybe she wanted to be caught. Maybe that was the reason why she went home because mm-hmm. she was just like, I, I'm, I'm fucked and I need my mom's help. And yeah. that's, the only, that's the only reason why I would think she would go home because you probably knew your mom was going to be there. Like, But like, listen... Okay, Mrs. Matlin, nobody fucking goes to classes. Like, that's just Degrassi. (laughs) She's fine. Why is she being singled out? Yeah. Everything's (laughs) about suicide at school. Everyone's writing stories about suicide. Everyone's skipping classes. Why is Maya the problem? Frankie and Shay watch Lola's video where she explains that she doesn't want to be a mom in high school. Lola rolls up and mentions her flat hair. The girls are confused. Why didn't she tell them? She says they were super judgy, but they Mm -hmm. insist they would have supported her. Shay says she doesn't even know what she would do if it happened to her, and neither does Frankie. They're proud of her for making such a huge decision and standing up for herself. Time to celebrate. Gelato time. Woo! (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Listen, that fucking blog got filmed, edited, and posted they're quick. All before the school day was over. Oh all during school. I ugh. either they're not really editing or no, they do edit <laughs> because there was that time that that fucking when Hunter got the boner, he was editing. Right. But like maybe they just granted, I've only seen one camera. Like yeah. my only assumption is maybe they have multiple angles and their editing is just cut here, cut here, cut here. Like there's no way cut out this snippet because like that's easy, but I don't know. Maybe they just took a real raw take and was like, "This is it. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> Nailed it in one. This take raw as Miles' dick going in. You girl, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> God. So Miles cuts them off. Where are you, ladies, scampering off to? They tell him to celebrate Lola's bravery. He's clearly in the dark. What happened? Totally clueless, Frankie tells him about the abortion. He realizes it was his, and he and Lola give each other knowing glances. Frankie tells him to check it out and (laughs) asks Lola if she'll ever know who the dad is. No chance in hell, Frankie. No chance. That's what you got. You got no chance in hell. <laughs> what? Sorry, that's a wrestling wrestling ah, joke for all okay. of our fellow wrestling fans <laughs> that are not listening. But let me say, Daddy Miles looks real fucking spooked. He's having a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. His boyfriend's going to realize he cheated and that he got Lola pregnant and she got an abortion. And he's going to be typing up some bullshit. Oh, yeah. The theme is not hope for Miles' life. Oh, no. Well, I'm giving this episode five chef's kisses simply for the horror music that was playing during my (laughs) scenes. So I gave it 3.5 chef's kisses because I think the abortion story is important, but my God, was it triggering. Mm. (laughs) Like, and that's something I've noticed with like, specifically shows on netflix and like recent shows like i think that um what is that teen show 13 reasons why 13 reasons why but then also one that was like on hbo or showtime um oh euphoria okay okay. (laughs) so yeah (laughs) so yeah with now degrassi 13 reasons why that show euphoria there's a lot of these very like just straightforward abortion scenes 
And, like, I feel like they're very important, but mm. at the same time, they give me the fucking heebie-jeebies. heebie <laughs> like, I can't deal. Um, otherwise, like, I didn't really give a fuck about Miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, Maya's story is important, but not very well acted. <laughs> no, it's not, but I really love that music. That music, it just... <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Oh, my God. Go... No, seriously, go back. It just starts playing right when she's, like, staring, and it is so fucking, like, it's just so different than what they normally play. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just the bus crash music. Yeah, maybe that's what I was gonna say. Is that the bus crash song? Maybe it's the bus crash song. But I was like, yeah, it was like the killer's right behind you, Maya. No run. And you're like, oh no, it's coming. Oh. It's definitely the bus crash music. It might. It legit might be. But in in new lights, I was like, yeah, fuck, I'm digging it. Well. That's that episode. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. I don't know. A little too triggering for me. Anything anything about down there, whew. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, come on my titties and give me an ultrasound. I'm into it. <laughs> Bring out Mr. Thirsty. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, no. You want to know what we're talking about next week? Yeah. We're going to talk about season three, episode nine, hashtag woke Woo! who's woke i don't know we're gonna find out <laughs> i can't wait it's probably not frankie or maybe it's just like tristan woke up and they're just like really fucking missing the mark <laughs> yeah probably tristan he's woke mm-hmm. he's both woke awake and woke like miles the fuck Hey! Yeah! All right. Well, do you have any social media to plug? Yes. Mostly, follow me at Carly Joe Gear. I'm going to even spell it this time C A R L Y J O G E E R. Gonna set that to the bus crash music. Carly Joe Gear! On TikTok <laughs> and Instagram, where all my TikToks are. Woo! <laughs> and then I think Twitter is also Carly Joe Gear. So hmm. come and join me. I'm trying to get TikTok famous. Not doing a very good job, but <laughs> giving it a whirl. And I am on Instagram at Monday Night Rawr, R-A-W-R, and Twitter at Jess A, which is J-E-S-S-A-Y. I got no goddamn followers. Let's do it. <laughs> Join us. And you can follow us across social media at A Social Disease. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> Play the bus crash music. Mr. Thirsty. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Suck you later, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Damn it. All right, bye everybody. Bye. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack and Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>